0: Yo, what's up? This is Diamond from Tetrarch, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast.
1: Oh, hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Bruce. I'm Chris. And today... We're going to go speak with, I think it's Tetrarch, right? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so, yes. I think so. And I or, don't know if you... Or Tetrach. Tetra- whatever. <laughs> I don't know. If you've not heard these guys, I'm fucking blown away. So, I want to
2: know how to say the name because holy shit, did my ass just get kicked.
1: Yeah, I was totally blown away. So it was like shit. So if you're not familiar with these people, I, I suggest that as soon as you um listen to this podcast, you run right out and grab a hold of them because it's pretty freaking great. Absolutely and we are speaking with diamond the lead guitarist if you want to hang on one second we'll go ahead and grab her let's get her you got to catch up brother i'm three in
2: i can't catch up i have to drive <laughs> si- i have to drive at 6 30
1: Hello? Hello. Hey, oh.
2: hey how's it going
1: good chris was just saying you were skunking us i'm glad you uh, proved him wrong
2: <laughs>
0: i am not no i have it i have it on my phone so if Anything messed up? Sorry, it, it's uh, it's my phone. So you can blame
1: because I usually blame him for all the technical difficulties. Anyway,
0: <laughs> sounds good. I'll blame anyway, I'm too.
1: Bruce. That's Chris.
2: Nice to nice meet you. To but us. blame Bruce. If anything goes wrong, it's always Bruce's fault.
0: <laughs> Damn it, Bruce!
2: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's finally finally someone has. Has the gall to call him out. I mean, I do it yeah, all the but, time, but everyone comes on the show because it's his show, and I'm just like some sidekick guy. They're like, oh, we have to be nice to Bruce. <laughs> but she
0: doesn't it's, usually realize- the si- it's usually the sidekicks that do all the work, right? No,
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't like editing this, so th- as nice as you are to me, it depends on how this podcast comes out.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Let me, back- let-, let me calm down a little bit. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you doing today? You doing all right?
0: I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing all right, all things considered yeah exactly
2: where are you guys located are you in los angeles
0: so we live there but actually um we are in atlanta right now just like hanging out with family and stuff because with the pandemic we weren't really doing anything so we came home for a couple weeks so i'm here for like two more weeks
2: just hanging out cool are you did you fly there or did you drive there
0: we drove, actually, but we're so used to the drive now from touring so much that, like, I actually thought it was a nice drive. Everyone was like, what? I'm like, I think that's a pretty nice drive. <laughs> and we, we do it all in one, so, like, we literally got through the next day. It's no big deal.
1: Wow. That's <laughs> a long-ass drive. It's so pretty just, long. How does it work, you guys? Just a tank of gas for each driver?
0: So, basically, we just, like, so it was me and Ryan and our, uh, like, our tour manager. We drove across, Um So basically, like, we just, me and Ryan just split the gas, and we each drove, like, I think I drove the most, actually, which that never happens, so I'm proud of myself. (laughs) I I drove, like, 13, 14 hours of it or something like that, and then, like, Ryan drove overnight, and then our TM drove the rest, like, more of the way, and then I drove the last bit. So, yeah, we just split it up.
2: And there's no traffic, so how easy was that drive?
0: Exactly, there was no traffic and gas is extremely cheap i think we paid like maybe two hundred dollars to get from la to here and gas which usually is way more than that and it was yeah and it was it literally took us exactly the amount of time it should have taken so it was good
2: so what's it like being in atlanta right now
0: um yeah it's it's pretty good i live like my parents excuse me live about 25 minutes outside of the city 25 30 minutes Uh, so like yeah where i am it's Really calm and suburban, which is opposite of L.A., where I usually am. Um, but, you know, obviously in Atlanta right now, it's kind of right. a mess. Yeah. L- it's, yeah. L.A. is
2: not much different
1: from the looks of no, it. No, I think and LA, worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I live and work in Richmond, and it's pretty bad as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking at Richmond today. Someone was talking
1: about how it it wasn't great. So it it's pretty shitty everywhere right now. Yeah. Anyway, so you have to forgive me because I was not familiar with Tetrarch until Maria sent it over. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how you guys slid under the radar, but boy, you guys kick some serious ass.
2: <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. I appreciate that. My mind was fucking blown. Like that's
1: that's always good. Like <laughs> I have a
2: reputation. I have a reputation for only preparing for the interview as the interview is about to happen.
1: Like while I'm dialing, <laughs>
0: sounds like sounds like me with school, so I understand.
2: And uh, so I was like, oh, I have 30 minutes. That's a lot of time to do some that's, research. That's here. significant. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to a track. Usually, you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding, or am I? And um,
0: you probably not, but it's okay.
2: <laughs> but I I played. Um, oh damn! I forget the name of the song. I'm not right. I'm not right. I'm not right. I am not yeah. right. So. <laughs> It was just ass-kicking. Thank you. How did you guys slide under the radar?
1: That's what I'm wondering, too, because I didn't know about you, either.
0: Well, we, uh, I mean, I guess, like, we put out our, we put out some EPs in in the past, but we put out, like, our first full-length about three years ago. Um, It was called Freak, and that got, like, a lot of attention for us, like, kind of the first huge, big wave of attention, Um, and... Like we got a lot of press coverage. I became obviously like crazy. The first African-American female metal guitarist in like major publications with that record and everything. So that was really cool.
2: That's fucking awesome.
0: Um, and then this is kind of the follow up to that. So a lot of people, um, there was still so many people that didn't hear about us with the last record, but it was kind of the start of, of the wave. Um, a, a lot more people are following suit with just even this first single. So Think we're I think we're gonna setting ourselves up well for this record. I so, think so.
2: Cause like yeah, I, I've already sent it out to like five people I know. I'm like, you have yeah. to fucking check this
1: out.
0: <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> so. I appreciate that. Let's see. <laughs> and
1: I will tell you not to brag, but we have uh we like to say we have a lucky rabbit's foot. People that come on here go on the bigger and better things so we're the lucky rabbit's foot
0: oh no that's great i'm I'm glad to be part of that so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold you guys to that Uh,
2: okay we were we were we were having a discussion before you answered the phone because bruce was calling the wrong person but um (laughs) (laughs) is it tetrarch is that how you say the name
0: yeah you guys actually say it
2: perfect perfect because i was like well it could be tetrach but i don't know no God, no, that's not <laughs> the only the only person we slightly allow to say
0: it wrong is Jose Mangan. And he just he does not get it no matter how many times we've hung out with really? him, how many interviews, he just doesn't say it right. So we're just like, you know what, Jose, you just say it the way you want to say, say it. Just say it, that's it fine.
1: right. <laughs> just keep saying
0: it. <laughs> just keep saying it. I don't care anymore. But so, yes.
1: <laughs> I feel like I need to uh to just talk back from Chris Shit. What are we waiting on?
2: Uh well Pro Tools just crashed. I got it going. We're good. Uh, Sorry.
1: So I, no, guess, good. I, was, I thought you were going to like have some big epiphany, something really great to say. But what I was going to say, diamond is I'm tired of taking shit from Chris. It's my day off. We've been doing podcasts all day long. I'm on beer number four. So you are just going to have <laughs> yeah. to roll with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rolling with. It's great.
1: Rolling uh, with. It's great. So here's my question for you. What yeah. is it like being, I don't, I guess you, you're the only African-American female in, in a metal band. Uh, I mean, playing guitar. What is that like?
0: What is it like? For me, it is very um, normal. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say I've been doing it for a long time since I, I feel was like
1: the I feel like the metal scene is pretty all-inclusive, right?
0: For me, it has been. You know, it's funny. A lot of people say it. it they don't have the same like experience or they didn't have the same experience or whatever um, but for me it's been it's been fine like i can't really think of any negative experiences or, or anything you know what i'm saying like it's been for me it's been nothing but positive like people who wouldn't usually listen to my band or listen to tetrarch or anything like that do because of it and i'm thankful for that you know like, yeah. i talk I, I talk to a lot of females not necessarily black but like females in um in this genre and they say they have sorry cars pulling out um (laughs) they they say they have like they've had bad experiences and stuff and like i hate being that person that's like really you know but like for me i I genuinely can say like it's been like a blessing in disguise for like me and tetrarch um that's great
1: and that makes me happy because i feel like like i said i feel like it's really all-inclusive and i've been in this scene for more years than I, i care to mention you know i'm in my 50s now, and, you know, even as far as, you know, sexuality, because the godfather of metal is, you know, is gay. And it, it yeah. I think we're all in- inclusive of everybody and every person.
0: Yeah, and, and what's cool is, like, for me, it's like, you know, the only thing that might ever be weird is maybe when we get on stage, like, people won't think that I'm going to be the guitar player. Or, you know, they'll be like, oh, you probably sing, or they think I sell merch or, or something like that. And but then you prove them wrong. Right, and I I actually thoroughly enjoy doing that, so that doesn't that doesn't bother that part doesn't bother me at all either. So it for me so far, knock on wood, it's been it's been fine, it's been good.
1: That's, that's great to hear.
2: So yeah. I actually have another question. What kind of guitar mm-hmm. are you playing?
0: I am endorsed by ESP, so I play all oh, ESPs. Yeah, <laughs> I play a, a, like I started off like my first real good guitar like my parents got me a gibson les paul standard when i was like 13 and so i have always been into like just les paul shape so i play the eclipse esp shape so right
2: yeah and 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 tuning
0: um we actually play, yeah so most of the new record is in it well all the new records in drop a and drop drop b oh that's awesome but we also have some yeah we also have some (laughs)
2: drop c songs too from previous records so you're playing seven strings no, we're not. We play on six strings, actually. Holy yeah. shit. Are you playing 14s or what? No. So, <laughs> I actually,
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, my, our rhythm, guitar player, Josh. He plays some thick ass strings. I think he might play 13s or 14. He might, he's up there. He's up there. He plays really thick strings. He breaks strings if they're not super thick anyways. I honestly, I play like the skinny top, heavy bottoms, um, the tens because i play lead stuff so i have tens but i think it goes up to like 52
2: or something so they're not they're they're not 11s i I have those on my strat that's why i'm asking
0: yeah Uh, exactly so i think the skinny tops. i think it's tens but i also play on i have uh what's the other one the yellow the yellow emg or uh excuse me ernie ball pack
2: oh yeah um those i think that's 10 to 46 isn't it
0: uh, no, they're heavier than that cuz okay. they're a little heavier than I play those on my like drop A tuning. I forgot what they are. Um, yeah, doesn't but matter. yeah, I don't I don't play I don't play super heavy. I play kind of somewhere in the middle, but Josh he's
2: he he plays some pretty heavy strings. Man, it must Bruce always gets mad at me cuz I'm always asking tech
1: questions. <laughs> like yeah, this. this is nerd talk. He's like, why the fuck are you asking <laughs> me this shit?" No,
0: no, it's cool. I so we actually play with like the like our drop B tuning is the same like the slipknot tuning so they have like that six string drop b tuning yeah for some reason when we go to seven strings it takes out like that some of that bite that i really like yeah um so we just we like playing it all on six strings there must be a bitch to keep them in- intonated no ever tunes
2: ah <laughs> now yep. now yep. this finally someone gives chris the secret EverTunes, <laughs> man,
0: it's crazy. Now getting,
2: I you can a, you could a- ask Bruce this. I've asked this question to every drop band because I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to do it, and no one's like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Now you yeah. just gave me you just gave me the piece of information.
0: EverTunes that, are amazing. They got so much shit in the beginning. Now everyone's starting to put that bridge on their guitar, but it's amazing. It's a they're a pain in the ass in the beginning when you're trying to learn how to set up the guitar. Yeah. Once those once they get in tune. You are good. Like, they don't go out at all. It's an amazing piece of technology. Like, it's it's literally amazing. So, definitely worth it for those
2: drop tunings, for sure. How does it affect your tone, or does it affect your tone?
0: Unless you're just some fucking, like... Sorry. Hey, you can mouth. swear. <laughs> Unless you're just some, like, really, really, really just into, like, every aspect of tone, You're no one's going to hear any any difference at all. Like, at all. Sometimes it affects... Every now and then, the sustain on, like, like if you're doing solos or something like that, the sustain on notes every now and then, will kind of dissipate a little quicker. Yeah. Um. But for the most part, when you're playing rhythms and stuff like that, nobody's gonna notice when you're on stage, like. Okay. And le- like I said, unless you're like Devin Townsend or something, he might. Notice.
2: Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Devin's from my home backyard. That guy. <laughs> well. That guy could shred.
0: Oh, he's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I was. I Are was you- actually. I was actually lucky enough. One time, he used to rehearse at the same rehearsal space my band did in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and I. I was lucky enough to sit outside the re- rehearsal room
1: and Wh- to listen.
2: And listen, and he, it was strapping young lad at the time, and I was just like,
1: "Holy fuck!" <laughs> I got. To, I got to see him on the seventy thousand tons this year, and. Besides his uh, his chops, he's just so funny to watch.
0: I was about to say his. I saw him once on tour Gojira, and his, that stage banter of his is just it's entertaining
2: in itself. That yes. was an epic tour. I saw that tour. It was uh, great. Oh my god, I saw it. In, I, would have I saw it, it in town. Vancouver, which is Devin Townsend's hometown, mm-hmm. and he, he he's on stage. He says, "Normally, I would headline this tour because <laughs> it's my hometown." But because I'm touring with Gojira, no one wants to go on after Gojira. So I'm playing (laughs) first.
0: (laughs) Not at all. Great band.
1: Oh, I disagree. But.
0: (laughs) Oh, what? I was just having this discussion with someone the other day, and I said, I've never met anybody who does not like Gojira.
1: Okay, so here's the thing. This has been going on since we started the podcast. I am not. I, I, I appreciate them. I know they're good. They just don't resonate with me, and I just don't get it. And Chris, uh, oh. he's like got a boner for them all the time, and it's I, I just tell I, him all you have to do
2: is see them live one time, and it's over.
0: I you, love they're one of the bet they're one of the best bands in the world. You have to you. You go see them live too. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> he said, "I'm not convinced." <laughs> well, I okay. don't know. so
2: you probably you I don't know if you've ever listened to this podcast before, but it's more about casual conversations, so people get to know the band instead of like the typical you know bullshit questions that always get asked in every interview
0: yeah no it's sick
2: so did you watch the gojira live at red rocks
0: so it was only up for 24 hours yeah. and i did not watch it oh. so i'm a bad gojira fan for that no no but my drummer was actually texting all of us and he's like oh this is so sick and like i never got a to watch it she had more
1: important things to do like rake the leaves yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm. Hey, I'm a recording engineer by trade. So every time, every time a metal band comes to me, I always judge them based on: Are they as good as? Ma- d- d- is their drummer as good as Mario? And the no answer the is always no. The answer is always no. <laughs> but how close do they get? You know, that's that's how
1: I judge it. Nice.
0: All. You know, he's a he's just that whole band. You know, here's the thing though. Mario is an amazing drummer, but I am a sh- strong believer. Like, Metallica is my all-time favorite band. Sorry if you guys hate him. Metallica is my all-time favorite band. But in Lars, I fully, fully can admit that Lars is not the greatest drummer. <laughs> but I feel like he is the dr- greatest drummer that Metallica could ever have. For Metallica, for he, a lot of reasons. He's so creative.
2: He's creative. And his,
0: just his business mind and everything. So that's how I feel about Mario. Mario is a fantastic drummer. Like, he could play in multiple bands of course he's amazing but like he is the best drummer in the world for Gojira like he makes Gojira Gojira so like I feel like some musicians might not work out as good in other bands but like in his band it's it's a mixture of his talent and the band he's in that just makes it just over the top for me
2: And and they're so. super nice guys I got to interview Joe um when was that it was before I moved to DC I was still in Vancouver mm-hmm. anyways I got to interview him. It was, yeah, 20, it was 2016. And, you know, just super polite guy, super nice. And like, I was asking him questions like, why don't you play this song live anymore? And he's just like, well, because we don't. (laughs) it's like but i love that song (laughs) he's like he's like if we played every song a fan asked us to play you know they would never get off stage
0: they would never get off stage so i I was asking him dumb questions
2: like that because i won some contest to to interview him so i was just like oh my god you know like but i feel you, you after that interview uh, they sent me. Joe sent me like Gojira merch plus his own studio merch from New York. I was like, Oh guys wow, nice, so nice,
1: that's and, really cool.
2: And then when they were on tour with Metallica in Vancouver, I did some work with Metallica for their for their tour from an mm-hmm. audio engineering perspective. And I was kind of hanging out backstage or whatever. And Gojira was driving by on the on the go kart in the in like this is like a sixty thousand seat stadium you know right and they're driving by in a go-kart and joe's like hey wait wait hey how you doing chris and i was just like this is years later how do you remember this you're like
0: how do you remember this
2: Mm, yeah maybe because i was just a bald old fat white guy i don't know (laughs) (laughs) he's just like who the hell do we see like this hanging around (laughs) something stood out (laughs) (laughs) probably my voice because it's so annoying but you know
1: (laughs) <laughs> are you, are you guys doing anything to interact with different or special to interact with your fans during all this, uh, weird time? So for us, we just like,
0: I tell a lot of people, like we were, we had just finished our rec, like recording our record in February and we shot the video and everything for the first single and everything was finished for that literally like two weeks before LA shut down. So we kind of like sat on everything. We were like, fuck, what do we do? Um, And before we decided to just roll it out, you know, everyone's at home. Everyone's kind of listening to music and stuff. So we decided to roll it out and it it went great for us. We're not one of the bands that like want to do like a like Facebook live show or anything like that. Um, Not because we couldn't, but like our live show is probably like our strongest (laughs) the strongest aspect of our band like we i know we can sell ourselves live in any situation um but i don't like taking from that like we like to give our all we go crazy on stage and all of that and it would just be weird for us to like put on like a facebook live event and like just kind of like go through the motions kind of thing right um so for us we're kind of just doing the album rollout as is we're gonna do some cool contests for like merch and all that kind of stuff i know pre-orders drop soon for the record Um, So it's just kind of like your standard stuff, but we're trying to be a little bit more visible with it online than we usually would be. Mm -hmm. So it's more just amping up kind of what we would have usually done with just more content online, but not necessarily like a concert online, you know?
2: So where can people people go to reserve the pre-order?
0: So they aren't up yet. They'll probably be up in the next, like, two weeks. We're finalizing, like, merch packages and all that kind of stuff. But tetrarchmusic.com, our Facebook, our Instagrams, will have links all to our our official website that'll have all the bundles and everything everybody could get.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. And thanks for pushing the gender boundaries in
2: metal. Metal needs more uh, women.
0: It does. But, you know, I'm okay with being pretty rare for now <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: that's great, I want to thank you for taking the time stay safe and we look forward to the release of the stuff
0: thank you so much guys, thank you for having
1: me Cheers. be well, take care All right. Bye. bye welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute what's the name of that podcast? that's Axe to Grind uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, a little taste of it right down to the shaking microphone and all <laughs> and my name's Bob Um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a uh, niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards the genre that, that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot. And listen to Axe Grind Podcast.